And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode 81. We have our official kickoff to the spring season of the Bear Down Sports Association Flag Football League. Very excited to be back. Joined alongside me, as always, Commissioner Brandon Kurtzman and my father, Tommy Savaro. We are back on the podcast. We are going to go through all nine games this weekend, as well as some stuff we want to emphasize early. Kurtzman, give our sponsorship, and then let's jump right into it and what we need to talk about, and then we'll get into the games. All right. So uh, this episode is brought to you by Crunch Gym. Um, the Danny McDonald, our former uh, photo guy, has been uh, promoted, I would guess, to crunch uh, head sales guys. So he hit me up, said that with the COVID ending and the gyms opening up again, you guys want to get back to the gym, start getting in shape. Um, if you took time off and now you want to get back because COVID's over, he's going to have a bunch of sign-up deals, one-day passes. He'll be at the field doing a bunch of stuff with us this year, taking pictures as well. So uh, make sure to see him at the games if you're interested in getting back into the gym. Very nice. All right, Dad, do you have anything you want to say here? You uh, you got anything you want to say sure. before we jump into the emphasis? For the new guys in the league, uh, listen to the podcast for the first time. Get used to this voice because this is the voice of reason in the league. Knows everything, sees everything, and is definitely smarter than my counterparts. Um, there was uh, – Augie said that the, the odds, Dad, this was the odds on who's going to get the most games picked right this year. Oh, season. Tommy's going to freak out. He put Kurtzman at a minus 300 put you at a plus 100 so about even money and then me at plus 900 how do you how do you, how do you feel about those odds uh, he's a little burned because he wanted to make a deal in a fantasy league and uh, i couldn't go through with a deal so <laughs> so he's still <laughs> sour apples right there i'm sour grapes i mean Chrisman, let's talk about what we uh what we were talking about before we started to record what are we emphasizing here early on in the, the beginning of the league all right, so I'm doing this at the beginning of the podcast so that we get it out of the way and everyone hears it. So the first thing is we're playing at Rebels Field, uh, 516. The address is 2118 Old Bridge, Madawan Road in Old Bridge, New Jersey. Um, it is a grass field for everyone. So everyone knows there'll be two games being played at a time. Um, as far as parking goes, nobody parked near the field. Now, I know that sounds um, like where am I parking then? There is a parking lot. Um, right before you hit it on 516, there is a parking lot where there's a Nikki's Dogs uh, hot dog truck set up. There will be a gate. You go through the gate. It's dirt, a dirt parking lot. You walk through the little trail in the trees to the field, and then you'll see us there with the sign up for week one where you can pick up your jersey, um, sign the waiver. And if you didn't pay yet, make sure you bring the $100 to play in the league. I will not allow you to play in the game if you do not pay me before your game begins. Um, also money, you guys are paying the refs this year. If everyone comes, it's $4 a game. The referee fee for the game is $40 to each ref. Each team pays one of the two referees this way. Like I told everyone in the last podcast, we get a prize of $2,500. Um, next, I know some people have brought flat, have bought their own flags. I'm cool with that. I don't care. But if I find out that's there, like, um, there are ways to cheat, to make the flags even harder to come out. If I find out that somebody is doing that, um, there will be problems. You will be kicked out. I'm not dealing with cheaters. So I'm cool. You bring your own flags. I have a bunch of new flags. Um, do as you please though. Um, new rules that I sent the rules to everybody in the captain shot. I hope the captains, uh, immediately just copy and pasted the link so everyone could read the rules. If you did not read the rules, hit up your captain to make sure the rules are sent to your group chat and read the rules. I do not want to have people not knowing the rules. 
Um, it just confuses everybody else. Just people don't know the rules. For people that have been in the league before, new rules, um, there will be no punting. Um, we are instead, if you are deciding to punt, the ball will just be given back to the other team at the five-yard line like all other drives begin. Punting just takes up a punting, minute plus. Yeah, punting took up too much time. Like, yeah, you like that when you cut the film, and it's especially our league is running clock. It sometimes it took up to like a minute and 30 seconds, almost two minutes because everyone's just walking up the field and stuff. And there's obviously no, you know, no technical play clock that we have going on. So um, removing punts was definitely necessary. Yeah, it just takes up a lot of time. Like you said, there'd be more play, more offensive snaps, hopefully for more teams, hopefully with this rule. Um, no jumping or diving. Um, I think this for me just takes away the injury risk. Um, also, it, it, um, it becomes more of a like, it's an, it becomes more of an advantage to the offense. It becomes a lot harder to grab a flag when somebody jumps or dives. So there'll be none of that this year. You can still extend the ball. It's still where the ball is, not where the hips are, but um, no jumping or diving. Can I ask a uh, question, Chrisman? Yeah, go for it. What happens if someone dives into the end zone on a touchdown? Um, is, is it is it called back or is it uh, – it, No, it would just be – it would just be placed – the ball would just be placed where the dive began. Okay. So, okay. So where the dive began. Okay. Yeah. You're not die. We're not diving just causes injuries. And I just don't want to see that happening. Obviously if you're laying out for a catch, obviously that's allowed. It's more so when you're the ball carrier, no diving for a pylon for a first down, anything like that. You could extend the ball, but no diving. Um, next thing we all know this league is big on shit talking. Yep. I love the shit talking. I, I, I try to partake. Um, but it just keep it to him and not, don't just don't go crazy. Remember that it's all just a game and the game, don't no, make it personal. No, no personal, um, no bad blood after the game. I don't want to see people saying, let's take it to the parking lot, stuff like that. Um, so just keep your head, stay calm, but you can also talk your shit and do your thing. With that being said on the same note, respect the referees. If the ref makes a call, it does not go your team's way. You should not be in the ref's face barking. Um, do just respect the refs. Um, Everyone obviously can get a little heated in the moment, but try to keep your head, like I said. Um, also thread, on that. Yep. On also, the, and there's no talk about the fighting. Yep. That was literally the next thing. Um, no fighting. Fighting is not tolerated. If you are a part of a fight, obviously there's film. Um, but if you're a part of a fight, you're more likely never playing in anything that me, TJ, Augie organizes ever again. Yep. We don't deal with it. There's no reason for it. It is flag football at the end of the day. Yes, we all want to win, but winning does not come at the price of losing our head and fighting somebody that you probably know since a majority of the players are from our town or neighboring towns. Yeah. So um, make sure to remember that the shit talking is all just in the game. Dap up after it's all love. All right, back to actual rules. Um, defensive lineman, this is for you. Hitting the quarterback. If you hit the quarterback's arm in any way, if you make any contact with them that forces them to fall to the ground, the referee deems it um, excessive, there will be a penalty. Um, I saw too many times last year quarterback's arms getting hit like it was the NFL, and that's just not really what we're here for. Um, yes, it is somewhat of a contact league, but we are not going to go out here trying to basically sack people. So if you make contact with only the ball, God bless you when you try to smack it down. But just know when you got try to go up to bat a ball, um, and you come down the quarterback's arm, quarterback on the quarterback, you're going to get called for a penalty. So just be aware of that. Last two things, um, the trash. Don't trash the field. Just pick up your, your water bottle after the game. It's really not that hard. But yet every year at the end of the year, there's end of each day, there's a million water bottles on the ground. 
just pick up your water bottle. It's really not that difficult. There are trash cans all over the field. Um, yeah, and that's really it. Do we have uh, – Dad, you got anything else you want to say before we jump into the games here? Any, any uh, Anything? A lot of these rules are going to be tough to enforce. Uh, you know, heat of the moment, uh, guys, you know, diving for a pylon, diving for a first down. It's going to well, be tough. That's, I, I that's why we get it out the way now. That's why we say it early, first What do you mean? It, how is it hard to call? I just said there's no diving. So if you right. do it. Uh, heat of the game, the, the guys, that's just, you know, it's just nature. Instead of you questioning the rules, I was asking if you had anything to say about <laughs> the, uh, if you had any, any, right. any words of wisdom before the season starts. I'm looking forward to the season. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. You, Crispin, you, what was the odds on him complaining about a rule change after after we made the rule changes? It would be, it should be minus a million, but the books wanted to save themselves, so they did minus ten thousand. Yeah, well, <laughs> minus a billion. Well, it would have been nice if I was consulted. <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, let's let's jump into the week one preview. Let's get into some games here. Like we said to start, nine games a week. There's going to be play teams playing double headers. Um, you know, 14 teams in the league. We're trying to, you know, get it in, trying to get out of there. Honestly, it's it's a good time. It's good time slots. Our last game of the week here, we got starting at one o'clock. So game start at nine. Last game is at one. So we still have that standalone primetime game at one o'clock as well. So um, let's let's jump right into it, Kurtzman. Let's start off with the nine o'clock slate of the week one schedule. Here we have your team, which is the Wyoming Cowboys against Suroff's team, the Oregon Ducks. Kurtzman, you guys have scrimmaged. Your full team hasn't scrimmaged yet, but you also have seen Suroff. I'll start off. How do you feel about your team coming into this week one matchup? Um, I just think we have a lot of question marks. I think not being able to get the full team out there um, or even more than seven guys out there at any time uh, is definitely hindering our progress as a team. Um, I wouldn't lie. It's not a lie to say that this is probably the worst I felt about a team going into the season. That's not due to the personnel. It's more due to just us not being like on the field together until week one. On that note, though, I do think that we have very good athletes and very smart football players um, that know what they're doing. And we've gone over what everyone's role is and assignment is and what they're going to be responsible for. So I think that the preparation should be able to outweigh the like the lack of cohesiveness between a unit so I think well I think this is a big it's a nice matchup for us I think they have a really skilled team on the other side so I'm really excited just to kind of see what my team does week one when we're kind of all just thrown together on the field for basically the first time all together and we'll see what happens talk to me a little bit about Suroff's team you I know you've seen him scrimmage we've seen uh I personally have not seen them scrimmage but when this team was drafted I really liked um you know the direction he went in the draft how have they looked in the scrimmages? Um, I mean, the threesome of Sheree, Bolin, and Pippoli has looked as advertised, honestly. Suroff's gotten out there three or four times with his team. I'm not sure if he's ever had, like, a full team there, but he's gotten out with a bunch of the guys. He's gotten reps with now all three of his receivers. He had Bolin and Zach last year. He adds Joe Pipp to the, to the mix. I know he told me after last Saturday's scrimmages, he said, my goal of the scrimmage was just to throw the, as many balls as I could to Pep. And I was like, yeah, you need to get your chemistry down with him. So I think he definitely is taking the right approach there. He knows he has good chemistry with other two receivers. Um, now he gets in with Pep. My one concern for their team probably is just their offensive line. We'll see what's it. Uh, they haven't had any reps together. Amir showed up um, to their last scrimmage, but no, they haven't had any reps with Santiago and John Romano in there. So I just think that, they'll have their offensive line has to just kind of get their cohesiveness together when they step on the field week one. 
Now, how are you feeling about this? Do you think this is a big-time revenge game for Kurtzman after being eliminated by Sarov in the playoffs last season? Uh, listen, when I picked the Bills last year as a good team, uh, I got a lot of flack from that from you guys uh, screaming at me at, at some uh, podcasts if we can pull them up and recall it. But uh, I, I said early on, and I told Sarov this after a game, after they had a tough loss, I said, you know what? You're a quarterback that's going to win in this league because I see the way he competed. Uh, I thought him taking Pip was a fantastic move. Uh, I heard from um, Mikey Gargano, so one of his scrimmages said Pip would just go over everyone and just, you know, every 50-50 ball he's grabbing. It's only going to help Surhoff. Uh That team was, what, uh, a hair away from going to the finals. Yeah, it's Surhoff from that group. They can compete, and they turned it on at the end of the year, and I'm glad they did. I- I'm, I'm excited to see this game. I know this is revenge for, uh, for Kurtzman. He got taken out in the semis. Uh, yeah, how, how you, so how are you feeling? So – um, if, if, all right, let's start off with some picks then. Let, let's get into our picks right away then. How, who do you think wins this game, Dad? Uh, I, you know what? It, it's tough for me to say. I know Kurtzman competes all the time. I don't, I haven't seen his team. I know. Yeah. These are week one picks are blind picks. We haven't seen anything. Yeah. I, and, and if, if I'm going with Serhoff, his team finished hot and, you know, they hit a groove and, and they stayed in that groove and they only got better by adding Pip. So, you know, you're saying the core of Zach, Bo- of Zach Sheree, Stephen Bowen, Amir, Suroff, like that group of guys. Even the demon, yeah. And then you add Pip to the squad. So you're going to go with them to, to beat Kurtzman I, I, two times in a row here? Again, not seeing Kurtzman's team, I don't know. And I know Kurtzman always has a competitive team. And you could always count on Kurtzman to be there at the end of the year. Uh, it's going to be a good game. I, I think it's going to be uh, an exciting game to watch. I can't, that's the game I, I really want to stay and watch. Um, but if I, had to, if I had to lean one way, it's only because I know – uh, Sarhoff's team a little more now. So you're going with Sarhoff to start. To, you, that's your first pick of the season. I, I might have to. All right. Um, Kurtzman, obviously you're going to take your team, but uh, tell me why you're going to take your team. What, what do you think that, uh, th- without giving your game plan away, you think that uh, your, your confidence in, you know, in, in what you've seen so far in the scrimmage, how are you guys going to, uh, how are you guys going to get this one? Out? How are you guys going to pull the win out of here? Um, I think in our scrimmages, we haven't looked good, but I think that's because we're, I'm trying out a bunch of new stuff. Like I think this, like this week I ran all two linemen sets, um, just mixing up new things, seeing what we can do. We scored some touchdowns throughout the scrimmages. So I know it's there, but we didn't even really run our bread and butter kind of what I know works, how we're going to attack defenses. Um, but like I said, our game plan is going, is, is good. It's it, we're prepared. We will be prepared for Sunday. And that's really all you can ask. I think that we're going to be ready to go out there and win. And I think we have a good game plan in there to beat Suroff. I think I I beat him once, and he beat me once. So it's kind of a little rubber match. I think that I'm going to go with Suroff, Kurtzman, to start the season. I'm going to pick against you. Honestly, I I wanted to be the only person that was going to take Suroff in this game. Dad, I thought you were going to take Kurtzman for the revenge factor. I think that – I'll say this. I'm taking Suroff in this game because – his team has scrimmage and they've been there and he's seen their guys. Kurtzman, you haven't had over seven guys in your team show up to a scrimmage yet. So I'm going to have, I hate to, I hate to burst your bubble, but Seroff hasn't had more than like five or six, but it's okay. I thought he's had three. I thought he scrimmaged two or three times. Yeah. And he only had like five or six guys each time. Hmm, interesting. I take time out, time out. I'm changing my pick. I'm taking Kurtzman. Then I thought Seroff had his full team there. I thought it was going to be, no, I've, I've been, I I've been be a at- well-prepared team versus a Kurtzman team who hasn't played together yet, all things being equal, now I'm changing my pick. Give me uh, give me my Wyoming week one. I'm 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 I might have to change my pick as well. Of course, Kurtzman's teams always start off hot. He only falters towards mid to late season. Oh, so you're taking so now you're you're officer off? You're you're off we're <laughs> no, both officer off. I'm trying, I'm trying to get Should my I change pick. my pick to Sir off? 
you're not picking Sarah. Out. So wait, what are you doing? That was your official pick. It's tough. Like I said, I, I just I, I I haven't seen Christian's team at all. Aside from Danino, how else yeah. do they have that I know? I don't know. He's got Morick, Matt Hughes, the Reddington brothers. You know Pat, you met Pat at work, you never seen him play. Yeah, those guys, else. those guys look tough. And you know, again, haven't seen him play yet. You got Dean on the team. All right, who so who's your pick? Make your official pick. Uh, who's the top receiver besides Danino? What do you have? The Reddingtons and Dean and Dom. Nongatowski. Yeah. What's all right? My official pick is Kurt. All right, all right. We're taking like you asked me to do three or four minutes a game. You been on this game for six minutes. I'll I'll stick with my original pick. Yeah, takes her off. All right, so you off. Me and Kurt's been got Wyoming. Let's let's get to the next pick. It's already 20. The next. Let's move on to yeah. As we're doing this at midnight past midnight, let's go to the the next game. We have the other nine a.m. game. You have the Florida Gators against the LSU Tigers. Kurtzman, who I'm not going to ask you for your pick, but have you seen either of these teams scrimmage? And if so, what are, what are you feeling about them? Yeah, we played against Sobes a little bit, and Sobes played a little before us against uh, Texas Tech, Billy D'Amato's team. Um, Sobes is Sobes. He's going to make plays. He was throwing touchdowns. He was making guys miss in the backfield. Um, he looks as good as ever. Um, he's ready to come back and hopefully go back-to-back MVPs and hopefully get back to the title game where he wants to – that's probably the only thing on his mind. Um, uh, they, they, they look fine on both ends. I think Jake Sob is going to be a very effective player in the middle, rushing the passer. He had a really good, a really good two scrimmages from what I saw. Augie, and Augie, I, Augie was, I was on the phone with Augie last night. He said, Jake Sob looks very good. Yeah. I expect I expect him to be good. He's always been a good athlete. I think he has a lot of good athletes, body, Spo, um, Sean Sorzano. He has, Cody Norton and Tommy Torrey. So he's got a lot of weapons. He's got guys that can make plays for him. So I think they're going to be good. Um, as for Florida, they've practiced a bunch and they've scrimmaged a bunch, but not against any bear down competition, all against competition from Droxley. Um, they've played a few games. I know that Drox says he likes his team. He thinks his team is very, has very good team chemistry. And Drox is also very confident in him and his boys. So he thinks that him and his two guys are going to come in and kind of lead the way for the rest of his team to get the job done. Um, I respect the confidence. Uh, I've heard, I've heard about Jarrock that he's he's very he's a mobile Philip Rivers is what I heard. Is um, that he's accurate with the ball, doesn't really ever try to push it that far down the field, but he moves and he's going to make plays and he's going to run for a lot of yards. Yeah, no, he's a really experienced, smart flag football player. So I know we we raved about that on the podcast. We talked about the quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, he's going to move the ball. He's going to score points. Like his games won't be low. Like he'll he'll be ready each and every week too. He really like he loves this shit. He runs his own league. So um you can always bet on Florida being a prepared team each week. Yeah. I'm really excited to watch, to watch any of the new quarterbacks in the league. I'm really excited to watch their games. I'm really going to be checking this one out. And especially week one, you go up against Sobes. That's just an extremely tough matchup. You know, there's going to be a lot of pressure on your team to score the ball. So I'm excited to see how that dynamic is going to play out. Dad, are you, uh, are you excited to watch your rock play or are you just focused on Sobes here? <laughs> I, don't, I don't bet against Sobes, uh, but I, I, I love seeing the new players come in. Yeah. So I'm excited to watch that game. Also, you uh, you want to start off with your pick here? You're gonna take uh, Sobs. I don't bet against Sobs. I take Sobs. Yeah, I'm also gonna take Sobs in this one, Kurtzman. Yeah, no, it's and it, it's no no uh, no slight to Jarrock, but I think I would be remiss as a commission not to pick my MVP to to win Week One against new new competition. So yeah, no, I'm nothing, go with- nothing at all against Jarrock. We're just here. Here's how it is. I'm gonna be taking Sobs. 
especially in week one. I'm thinking Sobs against probably anyone except for IB at this point. And yeah, no, I, for, no, for sure. Um, I'm no. just, yeah, I'm just really excited to watch. I love that he took Jarwar in the first round. I say that again. I'm excited to watch uh, Joe Dell play. I'm excited to watch some of these guys that they got on that team. So, you know, like we talked about it on the last podcast. If we don't know you right now, go out there and make a play. And then we're going to be talking about you on the podcast. So we don't. I don't have a lot to say about some of these guys on, you know, Jarrock's team because a lot of his picks were some of his boys. So, um that, that, that have not played in the league yet. So we don't, I don't really have much to say about that. Sobs' team we talked about, I think is very solid. I, I'm just going to go with them week one, but I think Jarrock's going to move the ball and be able to score points in this game. This is a, uh, I like the nine o'clock, uh, the nine o'clock slate uh, for this, for this week one matchup. Kurtzman. Yeah. I'm a little upset that I'm playing during it, but uh, I'm Jarrock plays a double header, I think at 10. So I think yeah. I'll be able to catch him in the second game. So I think we all, we all made our pick. We're all picking Sobs, um, but I expect it to be a close game. And I expect Jarrock to make some plays. All right, let's go to the 10 o'clock slot. We talked just talked about LSU. They will be playing against Alabama. So a little bit of a back-to-back. First off, let me ask you this question. Do you guys think that playing a back-to-back is beneficial for your team or it hurts you because you're tired? Um, I think it depends on the day, how, like what the weather is outside and like how many guys do you have? You playing with seven, do you have your full 10? Hopefully they have their full 10 week one so that they have a lot of subs. It can make a lot of subs each game, but at the same time, it warms you up. It gets you going and you could be in a groove offensively, like ending the first game. And then you decide, all right, let's keep that groove going. We take the ball to start the second game and we score right away. So it could be used as both. It could be um, seen as an advantage and a disadvantage. Um, I think if you're playing well in week one, if you're playing well in game one, then it's an advantage. Mm. Yeah. What do you think? I think back to back is, is beneficial. I think if you're waiting around and again, if it's a cold day, it could affect you. Especially if you had a, you know, Pump some bruises in the first game. Yeah. I like playing back-to-back. Yeah, no, I, I think the back-to-back is an advantage as well. I feel like you're already warmed up. I don't know. That, that's just me, though. But like you said, though, if you do get a guy that, you know, hurts or is a little hurt or banged up a little bit, then it could be a problem. But um, get, let's get into this matchup. We just talked about LSU. Uh, Alabama, another very exciting team. A lot of guys that we have not seen in the league will be playing in this game. Quarterback, Deb Degrassi. This is Emmerich's team, Dad. Deb Degrassi will be playing. So, Gwiz in the second round. Brian Duncan, Paul Carter, a lot of guys we have not seen. Angelo Pizzuto, we have not seen. Rob Benitez, we have not seen him in in this uh, in this football league. I'm re- and you know now you got Abby as the number one pick as your number one wide receiver. Emmerich on the team as well. Emmerich said he's tired of losing, wants to win. He thinks he's got a good team to go here. Uh, Kurtzman, have have we seen anything from them? Have they scrimmaged any games? Um, they didn't scrimmage, but on Saturday they had five or six guys there and they were throwing around. Dev was getting some working with his receivers. Uh, um, no, I mean, like, he looks like he can sling it. I, I mean, he looks like an athlete, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. That's what I said about a lot of guys, including my own team. Like, you got to wait and see what you got until you're in a game intensity situation. That's how you'll really know how good your team is. Okay. Um, there'll be a lot of revelations after week one about how good some teams are compared to others based on just really game intensity. So I think as long as Dev is a baller, they're going to have a shot every week. Um, he's got two big targets to throw the ball, and they got energy from Joe Denoya. Um, oh yeah, Joe Denoya, hell yeah! Yeah, no, like they they got they got what it takes to be a good team in the league. Obviously, like a, a week one quarterback, it's a new quarterback in week one. It's always possible that they start a little slow. Offense moves a little slower early on. At least that could kind of put you at a um, disadvantage early in a, in a game. But if if Dev's a baller, I expect him to go out there and make plays for his team. Um, I don't want to get into my pick yet, but 
yeah. think I know who we're, where we're heading with this one. Yeah, let me ask you this question. What do you look to see from a week from, you know, a, a rookie quarterback in this league making his first start? Like, what are the things that you're looking for? Uh, how he moves in the pocket, uh, how, his, how he handles his protection, uh, if he keys on receivers, uh, how he handles a, a zone versus a man, whatever defense is thrown at him. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and and it's the rush, how he handles the rush. That's which that is thing. which is probably the most important part of the league, you'd say, right? Yeah. I'm looking for how he, com- how he um, you know, commands the huddle as well. I think that's very important. If he's, you know, natural-born leader, that definitely matters. Uh, and a lot of things, like you said, you know, his ability to read the defense, handle the rush, and just be an athlete at the end of the day. I'm really looking forward to that. But with that being said, Kurtzman, we know where we're going with this. We just talked about in the last game. Sobes, reigning MVP against a first-season quarterback. I'm going to take Sobes in this one. Yeah. Um, one other thing before I make my pick, I'm taking Sobes. But um, one thing I look for in a new quarterback week one is how much how much is he looking to use his legs? Mm. Um, I think we always harp on it that quarterbacks should run as often as they possibly can if they, they shouldn't be forcing the ball into coverage. If they don't like what they see, they should take off and make a play with their feet. Um, Emmerich said that Dev is, is, is going to come in and be one of the better athletes in the league, if not like one of the top athletes in the league. So if he is as good as an athlete as that, as that portrays, then he should be using his feet and making plays with his feet, because if you're running at full speed and making cuts and stuff, it's hard to grab your flag. I don't care who you are. So, um, I'm taking soaps in this one, but I want to see Dev be not afraid to run the ball six straight plays. If it means positive plays each time. Uh, who are you taking in this one? You really have to ask. Like I said, I don't bet against soaps. No disrespect to any other team. Uh, I'm eager to see what this team's got. Uh, yep. I hope they play well, but I'm always going to go with soaps until you uh, beat the man. You can't be the man. All right. Let's go. Uh, let's go to the next 10 o'clock game here. You got the Florida Gators against the Michigan State Spartans. Dad, real quick, I know you have your full Michigan State uh, outfit with your, you know, going from head to toe, hat, shirt, <laughs> sneakers, shorts. Uh, do you have any bias before I, I even tell you who's on the Michigan State team? Do you have bias towards this because you have a full outfit? Um, I was going to go Michigan State, but go ahead. Who's on Michigan? <laughs> All right, Kurtzman, the Michigan State roster, I'm pulling it up right now. That's Sam Allen's team, which I heard was one of the better teams in the league from Augie last night. He said they looked very good. This roster, you have Sam Allen, Douglas, uh, John Hassard, who's uh, one of Dylan Shrey's friends from Rutgers, who is a very good player. Zach Bellheimer, Sean McDonald, Alex Quacla, Nick King, Trevor Garland, Steve Schaefer, and Frankie Caruso, who you know who used to play baseball with me from back in the day uh, for Mike Aguilera's team. Um, Kurtzman, have you seen uh, have you seen this team scrimmage? Um, yeah, I saw some plays again. Now, I didn't see like, a lot of consecutive plays, but I was kind of just peeking over there every once in a while. Um, Sam's team looks like he's going to blitz the entire team at quarterbacks this season with Douglas, with uh, Zach Bilheimer, with Passer. Yep. Yeah, they like he's got athletes that know how to play the position, play foot, play flag football. Um, it's almost like the Giants NASCAR package where they bring in four defensive ends on third down and they have a race like race to the quarterback. Um, I think Douglas and Bill Heimer are two of the better, if not two of the best um, D linemen in the league. You add in Hazard, who's just a very experienced flag player, can play every position on the field. Um, they have a really good team. It's going to go with how far can Sam Allen take you. That, um, how are you feeling about the way that roster sounded? I always say, you know, the, the team that dominates the line of scrimmage is the team that's going to come out on top. Uh, that's a hell of a line. They got there a lot of speed to go, a lot of strength. Uh, and Sam Allen, I always thought he was one of the smartest players in the league. Uh, when you play a Sam Allen team, you're going to have to be prepared for trick plays. He's got uh, the whole playbook he'll throw at you. So uh, 
I'm excited to see what they got. Kurtzman, I'm feeling in this game, by the way that Augie talked this Sam Allen team up, that he, the way he talked this Michigan State team up, and he said it's going to be tough. He, he was saying – did Augie scrimmage them, correct? Yes. So Augie was saying the whole day he felt like he had pressure right in his face. He was like they were coming up the middle. They were coming from the outside. They were coming from everywhere. Um, this is the team that, that Sam wanted in his draft. I asked – I was like, hey, Augie, how did Sam Allen look? He said he looked really good. So – he was very high on this team. Suroff is also, I think he said, Suroff said that he was very high on this team as well. I'll start with my picks here. I think I'm going to take them, um, you know, over the Gators. It's tough to say that Drock's going to start off 0-2, and this is no disrespect to Drock at all. I just haven't seen him play quarterback, so I'm just going to go with what I know and the, the proven commodities on the other side of the ball there. I'm going to take Michigan State in this one, Kurtzman. Um. I, I think the game is going to be who wins in the trenches. I think both quarterbacks are going to be able to make plays. I think it's going to benefit, um, like we talked about before, I think it's going to benefit Florida that they're playing another game before this because they're going to have a whole game to kind of figure out what works, what doesn't work, what's their team's real strengths in-game. and, good boy, and very good in-game. So I think I'm going to go with um, Florida in this one. I think it's going to be a close game. Sam Allen really doesn't get blown out. He plays. He always keeps the game close. Like Tommy said, one of the smartest players in the league in terms of game plan and preparation. Um, I'm going to take Jarrock, though. I think that he's he doesn't leave week one talking all the – he talked a lot – he's talking a lot of shit in the, group, in the, in the captain's chat. So I, I'd be hard-pressed to believe he leaves week one 0-2. Dad, who are you taking in this one? Again, no disrespect to the rookies. I haven't seen him play – I'm going to go with experience here. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite players in the league is Douglas. I think at any point, at any game, he could take over a game by himself. So I'm going with Michigan State. You you might be the president of the Nick Douglas fan club. Yeah. You might, you, 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 player. Yeah, you might be the president of the Nick Douglas fan club. So we agree there. Kurtzman is taking Florida. I like that point that, you know, they're going to have that first game kind of to figure out, see what, what works, what doesn't work. I like I like that point by you, Kurtzman. That, that's a good one. And Jarrock's confidence is also, you know, glaring. So yeah. uh, I like I like how, I like that, that pick by you right there. 11 a.m. Ole Miss versus Blue Mountain State. That is the Tommy Galante-led team against the Vin Gargano-led team. Let me start by saying this. If you haven't seen Paul Ferrelli, you would think that the old Paul Ferrelli was cloned into a new Paul Ferrelli that is probably – he looks like he's – 20 pounds heavier in a good way. Like he, Paul probably looks like he could be in the strongest man in the world competition right now. He has been putting on, he's, he's jacked. He's shredded right now. He, Paul looks great. Paul being drafted where he was in that, was it the 201 Kurtzman, the first pick of the second round? First pick of the second round. First no, pick. I think he was, yeah, no, yeah, he was either the last pick of the first round or the first pick of the second round. Yeah, he was, so he was in that, he was in the, on the turn right there in the corner. Right. People were like, eh, you know, it's Paul, he's, he's you know, he hasn't really has shown anything over the last few seasons. I think Paul is going to have a monster season. One, Vin, um, Vin invested that draft capital into him. Two, he looks great. I can't stress it enough. Paul looks like he's going to be a monster this season. I told Paul I would put him on the D-line. That's what he's looking like to me. Um, I think they're, this is going to be a really good game because you have two quarterbacks who are phenomenal quarterbacks and Tommy and Vin. It's going to be super high scoring. Um, guys, you know, we talk about Vin all the time, GOAT legend in the league. Tommy, we loved last year. I was president of Tommy Galante fan club. Um, we were, we were all super high on Tommy, especially going in at the end of the season there. You look at Tommy's team that is very similar to last season. You know, you got Austin, you got Paulie, Dane Lupton, Giuseppe, Verdesco, Rougeau, you know, 
and then a few newbies at the end that, that we don't, that we're not a hundred percent sure on. You look at uh, Vince team, you got Mikey, Paul, Venerina, Rob Samarco, who's new to the league, but we know about Rob. Jake Coburn played in the league last season. Bryce Walker, welcome back. Dylan Perrone, Matt Green, Matt Schaefer. I think this is a really even matchup. I'm curious to see, Dad, where, how are you feeling about this one? I The way I feel about Vin is like I put him right up there with uh, right behind Sobes and, and IB. So I, I think he can take by himself. He can take any team and win any game at any time. Uh, I do like the fact that he added um, Rob. Rob Smarko. A great, great athlete. He's been a great athlete for so many years and such a competitor. And Paul. Paul hasn't been able to play on a good team. Mm. I think this year he's on a good team. I think he'll uh, he'll shine a little bit more this year. Have you seen Paul? Uh, I haven't seen him lately. Yeah, I heard he's yeah. yeah. You're going to when you see it. He uh, looks like a different person. It's crazy. Right, there you go. <laughs> Crespin, how are you feeling about this one? Um, when I talked to Vin at the scrimmages on Saturday, he said he loved his team. They got in a really early scrimmage, like a 9-15, 9-30 start. Um, they played against Dartmouth, this close team. And he said he really liked this team. He said his team played really well. He thought there was uh, a lot of potential with his team to go really far in this league. Um, when you have Vin, you have a chance. The last two times that – the last time that Vin played Tom, Tommy, he ended the game on a – like a game-winning 25-yard touchdown run, um, walk-off. So there's definitely shootout potential there again. Score was in the thirties last time they played. Um, I'm excited to see both these gunslingers out there, man. Tommy's been out there a few times with his team the last couple of weeks trying to get prepared. Uh, I, I, I can't wait to see how the chemistry is going to show week one for Tommy with his receiving and his lineman. Cause he has his core five, Dane, Ollie, yep. Giuseppe all back with him this season. He adds in um, a couple of new guys, John Guzman, Dan Dexter, um, Ryan Rougeau, I think that the chemi- if the chemistry shows, they could be a real force if Tommy's on his A game like he was basically the entire season last year. All valid points. Chrisman, let's start off with you. What's your pick in this game? I don't bet against Vin Gargano unless he's playing against me because I have to take myself. Um, Vin was out, was the go to the league before when the league was uh, in its younger days, and he is still as dominant as a passer as any in the league. So I'm going to go with Vin and the Blue Mountain State Goats. Dad, how you feeling about this one? Yeah, I, I hate picking against Galanta every week. Every time we we make picks, uh, a year <laughs> a year into the league, uh, another year into the league makes him that much better. And he is a great player, great competitor. So, again, like Christopher said, uh, it's tough to bet against Vin. Uh, I'm gonna go with Vin. I'm gonna take my first upset here. I love Vin's team. I love Blue Man State. I just talked about how Paul's a beast, and I talked. I you know I love Mikey at receiver as well. And I think, you know, Rob Smart, I think they're a great team. I'm just going to take an upset here. I feel like I got to get a game up on you guys. And I wouldn't be the president of the Tommy Galante fan club if I didn't take them here. So I'm going to go with with, uh, with Tommy Galante and Ole Miss in this one uh, with a little bit of an upset in week one over uh, Blue Mountain State. Yeah, right. I think the crazy shootout potential in this one. I could see both quarterbacks really good at getting like the four, five, six touchdown throw range. All right, let's move on to the – other 11 o'clock game, you're looking at Georgia versus Purdue. Let me pull up these rosters as well as we do this. Purdue, you're looking at, that's Deshaun's team. We know Deshaun from the basketball league. We have not, I, I have not seen Deshaun play any football yet. So you have Deshaun against Georgia, which is IB's team, which is a very tough week one matchup. Kurtzman, what have you seen from Deshaun and the limited time that you've seen him play quarterback? 
No, so I saw him play the uh, most of the scrimmage this past week. I was yeah, I was getting around to see everybody, kind of catch up with everyone that I hadn't seen in a while. But I was making sure I saw I saw when Deshaun's team was on offense, and I think the one thing that he did very good is that very well, I should say, is he ran. He used his legs, and he made uh, and he made decisive. He, he was very, I thought he was decisive at times when he decided that he wanted to run and get out of the pocket and make a move. Um, they definitely need to work on the offensive line a little bit. I think there was pressure was getting in a little too fast. Um, but they look like a team of a bunch of guys that never played together before and had never played in our format before. And I think that them playing that game kind of woke them up like, hey, we need to have a game plan. We need to be ready to come in, coming into the week. We're playing against uh, Mbimbo, who is probably the league's best quarterback right now, two-time defending champ. So they need to be on their A game. Um, Deshaun is a great athlete. Um, he's able to make plays in the backfield with his feet. I'm just, uh, he was making some accurate throws, but I just want to kind of want to see him limit the turnovers. He threw a few, a few pick sixes early, but I felt that his team grew as the day went on. Okay. You like to hear that. Now, what's your expectations for, for IB this season? The IB team with Jack Starner, Nick Sedano, Tyson Townsend, TJ Inkstad, Dean, Fat Pete, Will O'Neal, TJ Brown, Liam Riley. He's got a nice combination. Uh, I know he's without his, uh, his number one, Justin, that he had over the last two years. Yeah. Justin's a great player. Uh, but, you know, he's a returning defensive player of the year, Jack. Uh, he replaced, uh, I guess you want to call it replaced, but uh, Tyson will step in and be a big part of that offense yep. on, the, on the outside. Uh, Welcome Tyson back to the league. Yes. Uh, Fat Pete's one of the best uh, pass-catching linemen, and uh, IB will know how to use him. I, I, and, and Sedano is, you know, he's just a bull. Uh, he's returning a great team. Uh, I think uh, Deshaun's got uh, Deshaun. Deshaun. Yeah, Deshaun's got. He's got. He does have his work cut out for him. Week one, a tough week one matchup. We talk about games. I'm going to say it right now. We talk about games where you could you could have a, a moral victory even if you lose. And if Deshaun comes out here and he progresses as the game goes on and his team starts to build some chemistry and some momentum, because it's going to be tough to beat IB week one, especially when he's been. It's all his boys. All the guys he's played with, Chris, when you said they look like a team that hasn't played together because they are a team that hasn't played together, Deshaun's team. So it's going to be it's going to be really tough for them. Obviously, I think we could all all three of us could safely say that we're taking IB in this game. Correct. Correct. Yeah, I am. Um, one thing I want to note, uh, the kid Jaleel, Jaleel Coleman, I think his name is. He yeah. is tough. OK. He was out there making plays. Um, I, he was the one that popped out on the screen when I was watching their team play. Um, I think we're going to be saying his name a lot on this podcast. Okay. We also will be saying Rashid Howard's name. He was not at the scrimmage. Um, big six, six body. One thing I want to say in this game is um, I would, if I like outside of Tyson, their team is kind of small. Mm. Like, so I'm not, I'm, listen, that's no slight, small, quick. You guys can make plays, beat people that way. Um, but Deshaun's team's got a little bit of size. So they got another six, six receiver in Anthony Rodriguez. Um, so, I'm picking IB's team in this one, but because of experience and the cohesiveness of the group. But uh, if they Sean, if they come prepared, then they could cause some fits for the defending champ. I'm looking for Jack Starner, aka Jano Two Time, aka the Reaper, aka the Goon. I think everyone would put. I think everyone would put Jack Starner at like minus 200 for an interception after seeing uh, the Purdue's first scrimmage where Deshaun threw a few. But um, I think Deshaun's gonna come this time i'm looking for jack to make big plays in this game too very excited to watch deshaun and his debut all right let's move yeah. on to the next oh actually sorry not the next let's move on to the next time frame which is the 12 o'clock slot 
You're looking at the Florida State team led by Augie against the Dartmouth team led by Joe Piscopo. Kurtzman, have you seen these teams scrimmage? Um, I saw Augie the slightest bit where all I saw was him getting mauled by three, four uh, Michigan State defenders. So I don't really have much to say there. Okay. Uh, but who are they playing? Dartmouth, Dartmouth, Dartmouth. Oh, I also, I lied. I'm sorry. I also did not see Dartmouth. Dartmouth scrimmage Blue Mountain State on at nine o'clock on Saturday. And I was not getting to that game, even though I did stop by to drop the flags off. I did not stay. Um, but after the game, I talked to Joe Piscopo. He said his team just has some work to do. They got to figure out what they want to do and how they want to be able to protect Joe and use Tompkins in the receiving game. So uh, Liam also wasn't there. So um, I guess not much I could take away from this game, but this is a revenge game for Augie. It is. Uh, he lost to Joe last year to move on in the playoffs in the playoff opener in the first round. So there's definitely revenge on Augie's mind. He Augie has one of the better teams on paper. Augie um, also loves his team. Like they have very yeah. good chemistry. Augie is talking about the league. Has talked about the league more in this past week than he did basically all of the second half of last season. Mm. Um, so I think that Augie is rejuvenated. He wants low expectations for the season, so I don't want to guess his team up too much. But I do think that um, Augie definitely is primed for a good season because he has the weapons around him and the line in front of him to be able to um, kind of help him get there. Some may say he's primed for an MVP season. Yes, you did say that, and then Augie begged you not to say that on this podcast. Now, let me read you these rosters and then tell me what you think about the game, all right? Yeah. Dartmouth, Piscopo's team. Piscopo, Tompkins, Liam Knowles, Mike Musi, Joe DeMeo, Nick Wyman, Nick Sartuccio, Rich Ritter, Drew Patel, Joe Lyota. Then you look at Augie's team, Florida State, Augie, Justin Ferrara, Stephen Leibowitz, Matt Marola, Matt Iavino, Joe Ivanek, Jake Kodros, Rob Licanti, Joey Wargans, Fadi Chalet. I read you those rosters. What are you feeling? Oh, Joe, Joe's my boy, but uh, Joe's your best friend. Joe, good, Joe is might be your best friend in the world. And, and he put together a good team. And he, for the second year in a row, he was gifted a player in the second round with first round talent and Liam. Yeah. Late second round. Late second round. So two years in a row, he was gifted with, with, with great players with first round talent. Uh, it's going to be a tough game. You can't pick against Joe. It's tough to pick against Joe, but Augie's got got Justin now, right? Yes. And and, I I say it every year, Justin is the best receiver in the league. And he gives him added defensive play when he's in the backfield and defensive backfield. So he makes his defense that much stronger. Um, This is is a tough game. You might have to come back for me on this one. I have to think about it. All right, Chrisman, I'll start with you then. Um, I I always – um, struggle when picking against Augie's teams because Augie has that dynamic playmaking ability with his legs um, that can kind of break a game wide open if the other team is feeling like they can build some momentum. So I think I'm going to take Florida State in this one. I think that Justin Ferrara is the most excited, one of the most excited people for the league to be back. He is amped up. Augie's going to want to use him as much as possible. I think his line of Lebo and Marola, and he's going to use the kid, uh, Iavino. He's been raving about him in preseason. So um, I, I think I'm, I'm taking Augie. I'm taking Florida State, but it's going to be a great game again. I think this comes down to the last play of the game, in all honesty. Um, I This, you know, revenge game for Augie. I feel like it, it Joe, though – <laughs> I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a lob here. I'm gonna give you a lob and an opportunity to take a game on me and Kurtzman here. 
I'll take Augie here. I'll throw you the lob so you can take your boy Joe. Um, I don't want to bet against Joe. I wish he was really playing against anyone else. But the way Augie's talking about his team and all their chemistry and fun that they've been having and their group text and everything, I'm just going to I'm gonna go with them. I think Augie wins the game on, on a last-second play to Justin Ferrara in the back of the end zone. That's going to be my prediction. Dad, what's your pick? I'm going to go Florida State here. Oh, boy. What <laughs> the hell? I don't like that. That's a big boo. Can I change my pick then if he's taking Florida State? Yeah, go ahead, dude. Go ahead. All right, if you're Because I, I want a game then. If you guys are taking Florida State, then I'm taking Joe. Because I think this is a toss up either way. I was gonna let you take Joe because that's your best friend. I was gonna let you. T- I was gonna let you take him, but now I'm taking Joe and I'll bet against Augie because Augie pro- probably rather me bet against him anyways. But I'll take. I'll yeah, take. I'll take. Uh, I'm sure he's not happy about me picking him either. <laughs> I'll take. Uh, I'll take Dartmouth in this one. When Joe hears this, he's gonna be fuming that Tommy didn't take him. Time I get a nice text. Hurt. He is gonna be hurt. What do you have to? What do you have to say to Joe? Say it to him now. It's the Justin Ferrara uh, factor. It's when you get when you get those type of plays. It's tough yeah, to- that's gonna piss Joe off immensely. Yeah, it's gonna hurt him. You're gonna he might he might delete your phone number. Dad. You all, right, might Joe, not- all right, Joe, you're my boy. <laughs> all right, let's keep it going. Let's move on to the next game here. We got that time slot. That's the twelve o'clock time slot. Kurt Kurtzman, that's what I said. Yeah, should be Blue Mountain State versus twelve o'clock time slot. You're looking at Purdue Deshaun's team against Blue Mountain State Vin Gargano's team. Both teams playing their second game of the day. Both teams playing their second game of the day. Um, both of these uh, – Deshaun's team is playing a back-to-back. They're both, both teams are playing back-to-back, excuse me. So they're both off the back-to-back, so there's no, uh, no advantage or disadvantage for either team there. Um, I'm, I guess we've already talked about these teams. I, I can't really say how they're going to match up against each other yet because we haven't seen it. How they match up on paper maybe, do you want to say anything about Kurtzman? Um, I think both teams have really good athletes and that it's going to, I think that game's going to come down to the quarterback duel and who's making their, who's making place for their quarterbacks. Um, I guess we can kind of get into our picks considering we talked yeah. about both teams at length already. Absolutely. Um, I think I'm going to take Vin. Vin is primed possibly for a nice two and zero start to the season. I always like to say the stat about Vin. He was on pace for over 20, 2200 passing yards through six games last year. Um, could have easily put up MVP numbers if he was the quarterback from the first game to the end. So I'm going to stick with Blue Mountain State getting out of week one, two, and oh. Dad, how are you feeling? I'm going to go with uh, Blue Mountain State. And I didn't mention Mikey. Mikey, yeah. Mikey's going to make a difference in this game. Uh, both On both sides of the ball, offense and defense. He's that type of player. And he's plus he's one of the best trash talkers. In the yeah, world. once Mikey once Mikey realized that he needs to be back on the defensive line, then I think their team will be a lot better. I know Mikey wants to play safety. And he lo- he loves playing safety now in the secondary. Mikey's gonna listen to this. He's gonna tell me I'm an idiot, and then about week three, week four, he's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, TJ, you were right. I should have been playing defensive line the entire like time because I'm a demon on the defensive line." I like him as a DB. Mikey is a wrestler. He's a, an elite but, wrestler. But he's also a tall, athletic uh, player that can okay. go up and get the ball with anybody. Mikey is incredible at taking you and throwing you and moving you out of the way. He's great with his hands, okay. right? He's great with his hands. I would put Mikey on the D-line. I wouldn't think twice about it. Okay. I'm going to take so, – So now – so now, you know, I'm, I'm just curious because you, you've said about Blue Mountain State you want Paul and Mikey on the D-line. I'm not calling out the other players, but those are two of their better athletes. So who's playing DB? Well, I always say I think you should have your best athletes on the D line, but I yeah. would I oh, wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't defense. fully dedicate I'm not fully dedicating them to the defensive line. I'm mixing it up and also throwing them on the D line when they when need be. Kurtzman, you you can attest to this. You've done this in the past 
where you've put yourself at rushing the quarterback. Never, you've never really got down and you know the three point stance and rushed the quarterback. But there are times in the game where I could say, okay, I'll put Paul on the defensive line, or I'll put Mike. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. But yes. you're making it like they should be there, hundred percent. I think Mikey should be a full time defensive lineman. Yes, I do. Okay. All right. Well, we are you, who are you picking? Are you picking Blue Mountain State? Blue Mountain State. We're all on Blue Mountain State in this game. All right. so we all have Purdue. We them. all have Purdue leaving week one, oh and two. Yes, we have to we have to they need to get their, their bumps and bruises out of the way. It's a long season. You follow the 0 and two. Does it honestly doesn't matter, not one bit. Yeah, it matters a bit. It matters a bit. But 10 teams great. make playoffs. I think Purdue. I, I hope this lights a fire under Deshaun's ass. He's being doubted. Deshaun, 60 point scorer in uh our basketball league, definitely gonna look to be TJ. Yeah, and- I'm Deshaun, I'm like, I dropped 60 on y'all, and this is what this is the disrespect that I'm getting. Yeah, that ass. I hope they <laughs> that's, how I would be, that's how I'll be fine. All right, lace them up. Let's go, let's go play some ones. Yeah. <laughs> if I was Deshaun. All right, let's but, uh, move on to the last the last game of the of the opening weekend here. TCU, Dylan Charest's team, who will be with or without Eric Kurtzman. Dylan told me to assume full health, so or attendance, assume attendance. Okay, so we're assuming so- Eric will be there, and against Texas Tech, which is Billy the Model team, which Jelani will not be playing. Correct? No, Jelani will be playing this week. Oh, he's playing week one. Okay. Yeah, Jelani, breaking news, team captain of Texas Tech is out for the season following week one. After week one, he uh, got a job, so I think he's moving. Which is crazy. Shout out to Jelani, though, for getting a yeah. job. Oh, yeah, he got a sick gig uh, out in uh, Arizona. So, uh, I don't want to put Jelani's uh, business out there, but he, he got a really good job, and he's doing really big things, so shout out to Jelani. Shout yeah, out to Jelani got- for you know, stepping up and being a captain as well and drafting a team. Like He was super into it. Yeah, he's- no, he, he literally yeah. said – we won because I was so apt to play this season. I have to at least play one game. So, yeah. um, nah, I, I told him, I said to him, I said, disappointed to see you not play, but congrats. You're going to, that's, that's sick for him. So, um, let's talk about, we, we haven't seen any TCU yet. They haven't scrimmaged anything, correct? Yeah. I saw Texas Tech a little bit. Tell me about it. Um, I think, I think the line was holding up pretty well. I think I saw a lot of Steve Ruiz. So I assume that's going to be a target a lot this season. Jelani wasn't there. Um, I think Billy just has to get the rust off. Probably hasn't done a football in a while. Saw a lot of balls sail, had some balls hit the ground. So, but he also had some completions and he was moving. He was running a little bit. So, um, he's had a little bit of experience in our format. He went to the semifinals of the one day tournament with his team that he brought that day that included Jelani and Steve, who will both be playing in this week one game. Um, so I think they're 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 definitely gonna be prepared. I think uh, they're definitely gonna try to get one win out there for the one game Johnny plays. So uh, it should be a good game due to the fact that at least uh, TCU hasn't been out there at all. I'm really excited to see um, the TCU team. I'm really excited. To, well, both of these teams really. I'm excited to have Billy in the league. Excited to see a guy like Steve Ruiz play. Jelani's only playing one week, but I'm excited to watch Jelani as well. But this uh, this TCU team, Dylan has had a phenomenal season last season with Sobes. Now I'm looking to see if Eric is going to use him in almost the exact same way. Right. I'm excited. If, if, if Dylan is, let me say this, I'm going to pick TCU in this game, but if Dylan is the quarterback and Eric is not there, I'm going to take Texas tech because I've never seen Dylan throw a football in my life. Why would Eric not be there? Because he's coming back from somewhere. Okay. He either, he, he was questioning. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. He, he was. He's gonna, yeah, I'm assuming attendance though. Yeah, we're assuming attendance, but Dylan was preparing to play quarterback at a point over his last few weeks. Um, but but like I said, I think, you know, that's a team that's played together. That's a lot of guys. We really like their draft. We thought they got some steals late. 
I think yeah, this is going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to, to some big plays being made in this game, some big-time receiving matchups, some big-time uh, playmaking ability in this game. But from I've only seen Eric play quarterback one time. It was at the one-day tournament, and he went all the way to the championship where Dylan ends up getting hurt. Dylan caught a bunch of touchdowns in that one day. I think Dylan has a really big day, and I think TCU gets a win here, Kurtzman. Um, yeah, I think that the TCU team is very good with uh, – they got they got a lot of good weapons. Ed Prem, uh, Monahan, Dylan, um, drafted Tyler Andreas in the second round. Um, Michael Levi, I completely forgot. I can't forgot about Michael Levy. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, you, I forgot about you. Said whispering, that. whispering Pines native. Uh, no, but um, uh, I'm excited to see TCU play. I hope Eric. I hope Eric is there because I do want to see him playing again. Because when he usually plays, the game is usually electric. This game is going to be a standalone by itself. So I hope that there is a massive crowd for this one that should at least heighten the intensity of the game a little bit. The the twelve o'clock, the twelve thirty game always had last season always had a large crowd. So I'm expecting the same here. Um, I hope that Texas Tech is prepared for this game, and I hope that they come in with a little bit of a game plan ready to go instead of just kind of like a throw the ball to Jelani, throw the ball to Steve kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I hope that the line holds up well. You got Mikey Freeman on the opposite side on the defense making plays. Uh, you know, he's going to be involved in a bunch of flag grabs and kind of just where the ball is. Mikey Freeman always is. Yep. Uh, I'm excited for this game, like I said, and I I have to assume I'm assuming attendance. So I'm going to take the more the more experienced flag team, which would be the Eric and Dylan led TCU Horn Frogs. Dad, how are you feeling about this one? Again, I, I've seen uh, Eric's Eric. team play. That's the, the Rutgers team. That's yes, Dylan's team. correct. W. And uh, I seen them one day tournament and they went a long way. They went to the finals and they basically lost to an, a bear down all-star team. Yeah. Basically, that's what it was. Also, saw, saw Billy playing that uh, tournament. Also, I liked uh, he throws a great ball, uh, a great deep ball, nice tight spiral. Uh, eager to see what he's got. But if I had to go with one team, I'm going to go with the the one team that I saw go uh, to the finals in the one day tournament. And I'll go with uh, TCU. All right, so we're all on TCU in this game as well. Damn, one of you teams, one of you teams that we all picked against you, one of you has to win so you could just talk shit to us. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need, we need that. Like, I'm not, we need one of, like, we picked a lot of chalk. We picked a lot of chalk this week because we just don't have a body play. And it's week one. Um, someone asked me for power rankings. I know you guys both don't like to rank teams when you haven't seen them play. Yeah, I'm not I'm not giving you no power rankings yet. Yeah, because like TJ said, and I'll say it out loud, the way this season usually goes to start is. IB is ranked one and Sobes is ranked two. And then usually like someone like Vin or me is ranked three or four, just because we know the quarterbacks. Yeah. They usually IB, are in, the league. in my opinion, IB is the team to beat until proven otherwise. And Sobes would be the second team to beat. Until, yeah. So it's more like we got to wait and see how teams come out there. And like I said, playing that game intensity, because at the end of the day, you don't know what you got in your team until you're playing in a game intensity. It's late second half game is tied type of situation. What do you got? Who's going to step up, make a play. So um, I'm really excited for week one. We got all our picks out. Um, this podcast is ending at around one o'clock. Yeah, baby. I, yeah. Listen, we get this content out to you as quick as we can. Um, yeah. Uh, Pat Reddington bitching that we don't have no content now. He said, oh, I thought this was the league of content. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pat Reddington, oh, he better be showing up on Sunday. Yeah, baby. Let's see, let's, see if, let's, see, let's see if he listens to the podcast all the way through. And here's this. But, on his back now. No. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I am, I am ready for, I'm ready for week one, man. Uh, remember if you're still listening, bring the money for the refs, bring the money. If you haven't signed up, jerseys will be there and ready to go. Yeah. So let's get it. Said it at the beginning of the podcast, but subscribe to the YouTube. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on all podcast platforms Dad, you want to say one more thing before we get out of here? Yeah. To, to the teams, the new teams, um, don't be discouraged if, if you don't come out a little flat, you yeah. don't get to hang in the league. Look at the guys, like I said, Serhoff last year. Tommy. Went- yeah, Tommy, these guys, yeah. it took a couple of weeks, but you get when you, once you get the hang of it and you're that type of player, you'll excel. Yep. So don't be down after the first week. Very good. Very good words of advice right there, Dad. Yep. Everyone, thank you guys for tuning in. Super excited. The season is back. We are fucking back. The league is back. Best flag league in New Jersey is 100% back. We'll see you boys on Sunday morning at the Rebels Field. We'll catch you there. Peace.